Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 211, I'm going to be talking about how to create resource centers that increase your income. This is something I stumbled onto last year, and it's such a powerful concept, but it's one that I don't hear anyone talking about. I experimented with one to begin with, and that one experiment has increased my success significantly, and I'm going to share the details of that experiment with you, but I won't stop there. I'm going to tell you how you can do it for your blog one step at a time, whether you're looking to increase your blogging income or just looking for a way to provide more value to your growing audience, you're definitely going to find this useful. So resource centers, that's what we're going to be talking about today. How you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? No, seriously. I hope you are having a fantastic week. I am excited to be behind the mic once more, providing you with a ton of value so that you can 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 take your blogging to the next level. I'm always excited to help you do that. Anyhow, this is episode 211. So as usual, you can find detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 211, including any announcements, any of the links and resources that I mentioned, and even a PDF transcript so that you can download it to your computer, your mobile device, wherever, so that you can have it with you and learn with Leslie. All right, and if you have a question that you would love for me to answer on this show, you know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, here's what you do. You call the hotline at 888-835-2414. And you leave a voicemail with your question, and I will take it right here on the show. I have um, some questions that I need to answer, and I'll probably do a Q&A episode, or I might just scatter them through these episodes. Um, always happy to answer your questions. So, any announcements? Yes, right now, well, not right now as I'm recording this, but if you're listening to this as it is released, as soon as it's released, I am in Las Vegas, Nevada at the New Media Expo and the National Association of Broadcasters. If you're not there, well, then you're not there, but if you are there... (laughs) If you are there, make sure to come up to me, come and say hi, come and give me a hug. I'm a hugger, so you can just walk up to me and just come and hug me or something of that sort. If you're listening to this while you're there, which you probably aren't because you're probably just having a good time networking and connecting with folk and hopefully connecting with me. But if you're there and you haven't listened to this podcast and you didn't think about coming up to me and saying hi, do so now. 
Anyhow, that's the only announcement for right now. So let's get into the content because this concept of creating resource centers, I really and truly believe that it's a powerful one. And it's one that I don't have, I I don't hear a lot of people talking about. I hear about resource pages. And and if you want to know what I mean by a resource page, you just go to becomeablogger.com slash resources. And what you'll see is a link to all a number of resources that I use and I recommend. So if someone is looking to start a blog, they can come there to that page and they can see the things that I use for, you know, social sharing plugins, for my email list, for for creating squeeze pages and sales pages and all of a number of different things that I currently use in my business that I can endorse and say, hey, if you're looking to do this, here's a resource that can help you to do it. The reason why people love resource pages is because it's a it's a good way to provide value to your audience. People always want to know what are the tools, what are the resources that can help me to accomplish my goals. But it also allows you to make more money because when you're doing these resource pages, what you usually do is include affiliate links to the products and services that you recommend. So people come to that page because they find it useful um, and, and if they know you, they like you and trust you, they take some of your recommendations and if they make a purchase, you get a commission. It's a beautiful thing. But nobody, at least no one that I've heard, talks about resource centers. Um, and I think we're, you, if, if you haven't thought about this concept of resource centers, you are missing out on a whole lot, potentially. So I'm, I'm, that's what I want to talk about because a few months ago, when was this? Wait, no, man, this is almost going on a year now. Time is flying by so quickly. I decided that I was going to create a resource center for get response. I call it my get response resource center. And it's something that maybe took me about 10 to 20 hours to do um, way back then, about almost a year ago, or or I think it's about a year ago now. Um, But in 2015, I'm not even talking about 2014, but this year that we're currently in as I'm recording this podcast episode, in 2015, that resource center that I created way back then is going to be responsible for at least $12,000 in revenue in 2015. And then beyond that, it's probably going to make even more in future years. That's how powerful this concept is. And if that is something that is interesting to you, um, keep listening. So you're probably wondering what exactly is a resource center. And just in case you're wondering, I'm going to tell you what that is right now. A resource center, the way I define it, is a section of of your blog that is devoted, that is dedicated to providing resources to help your audience with a particular product or service. Um, So in my case... Get Response is a it's a, a service that I promote for email marketing. I think your email list is your most valuable asset, and um, because of that, I think it's a your decision about which email marketing service you use is a very important 
Um, it's a very important decision. Um, get response is the one that I recommend. There are others, and the others, some of the others do a really good job. Um, but get response is the one that I prefer for a number of reasons. This is not a get response um, podcast episode, but since we're talking about resource centers, I'm 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 sharing with you the one that I made, which was my experiment. Um, so what I decided to do was create a series of videos. I created an I wrote an article, I created a comparison chart and I put it all together in a resource center um, with the goal of helping people to make an educated decision about which email marketing service they want to use and and whether get response is right for them. Now, the, the, the resource center also shows an, a, a lot of, uh, it, it gives a lot of how-to. How do you do the things that you want to do once you've made the decision to purchase GetResponse? I have a number of tutorial videos, and I've made it into kind of like a one-stop shop. If you want to understand GetResponse, you want to know which email marketing service works for you, you can come there and you can compare it to others. You can do a whole bunch of stuff, get a whole bunch of resources, make a good decision, and then if you've decided to go with get response you have content there to support you in that decision so that's what a resource center is it's basically a place on your blog um, that's the, the devoted dedicated to providing resources to help your audience um, with a particular product or service now you, just in case you're wondering why i think you should create resource centers i'm going to give you a number of reasons because there are multiple reasons for doing that. Some of them may not be as obvious as others. But reason number one is this. It helps your audience. If your audience is trying to accomplish something, they have specific goals, um, maybe they have specific struggles that they're trying to get through. If you can provide one place that answers their questions about the different products and services that they can use, that can go a long way. So number one reason, reason number one, and this should be the most important reason, is that it helps your audience. Number two, and that's an extension from number one, if you help your audience, you will gain their trust. The main, you know, as you build your blog, as you're building that audience, you want to build an audience that trusts you. And if you can help them to accomplish their goals, you can help them to overcome their struggles, that will help you gain their trust. So reason number two, you will gain their trust. Reason number three, if your resource center is done well, and we're going to talk about how to do it well, it can drive more traffic to your blog. It will drive more traffic um, via social sharing. It, will, it can drive more traffic by getting ranked in Google. And I'll talk a little bit about that because uh, my resource center ranks for a number of things that I didn't expect it to rank for so quickly because of how I did it. And I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so reason number three, it can, drive more tra- it can help to drive more traffic to your blog. Reason number four, it can help you stand out with influential companies and individuals. If you're promoting a product and service, but you're not just doing it the way everybody else is doing it, you're actually creating an entire resource center that stands out. When I created my GetResponse resource center, guess who contacted me? GetResponse. And as a result of that, you know, they brought me on as a consultant. Um, they sent me some gifts in the mail, actually. <laughs> and I've been working with them on a number of things to help them to improve their services. Because I didn't just write a review article. I didn't just create a resource page that linked 
link to their service. I created an entire resource center. It helps you to stand out. And reason number five is it can help you make more money. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, making more money uh, is a good thing. It means you pay bills faster and better. It means you feed your family. <laughs> and, you know, my my family likes to eat. I mean, they're one of those kind of families, you know, those families that just like to eat <laughs> and live and survive. Um, so, yes, it helps you to make more money. So those are, those are my five reasons why I think you should strongly consider creating resource center number resource centers. Number one, it helps your audience. Number two, it helps you to gain their trust. Number three, um, it can drive more traffic to your blog. Number four, it helps you to stand out with influential companies and individuals. Um, and number five, it can help you make more money. I hope by now you are convinced that resource centers can be a significant benefit for you as you build your blogging business. Okay, so I won't try to convince you anymore. Now I want to get into the the action. Where do you start? Well, the first thing that you want to do is now that you know that resource centers is a good thing, first thing you want to do is decide which product or service you'll be creating a resource center first. I mean, um, a resource center for. Um, now, how do you make this decision? Because this is a very important decision. And, you know, I, I recommend multiple resource centers. I started with one. I'm getting ready to make another one. And I will continue. Now that I've seen how effective this is and what it has done for my income, I want to make more. I mean, yeah, it just makes sense. Um, so how do you make that decision? You want to make that decision primarily on the needs of your audience. What does your audience need? Um, and there's some questions that you can ask yourself um, to, 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 to help you to decide you know, which product uh, you're going to start with a resource center. So I want you to think about your ideal target person. Who is that person that you are trying to target? And I want you to ask a few questions. And these questions should sound familiar if you've been listening to my content for a while. Question number one, what are her goals? Um, What is she trying to accomplish? Uh, So that's question number one. Number two, what struggles is she encountering or what struggles will she encounter as she tries to meet or to reach those goals, to accomplish those goals? And number three, what products and what services can you recommend to help her to accomplish those goals or overcome her struggles? Now, this might be a product or a service, a product that you own or a service that you provide, and that's perfectly fine. You can create product, I mean, resource centers for products and service products and services that you provide because that gives your audience, your ideal target person, more information about how to go about making the decision to buy from you. And then once they've made that decision, it's a way of supporting them. But as with my case, my resource center is not about a product that I've created or a service that I provide. It's about a service that I use and recommend, which is GetResponse. All right, so what are her goals? What, is she, what struggles will she encounter? What products and services um, can help her to accomplish those goals? I want you to just kind of brainstorm the goals, the struggles, the products, the services. Make a list. 
Okay, you can type it out, you can write it down, put it on a whiteboard, whatever you want to do. Just just do a brain dump of all these different products and services. Now, once you've gone through that, you now have some candidates um, for products and services that you can create resource centers for. The next step is you want to decide if it's worth your time to create an entire resource center um, for those products and services that are on that list. Not everything will be worth it because, quite frankly, a resource center, depending on how you're doing it, it could take a significant amount of time. And you want to make sure that it's worth it for you. Okay, so there are a few questions that I would invite you to consider when trying to figure out if it's worth it for you. Number one would be how much do you make in commissions for each sale? When someone uses your affiliate link or when someone purchases that product or, or, uh, or that service, how much do you make? Another question you want to consider is, are the, uh, the commissions one-time or recurring? Um, so, for example, if someone signs up for GetResponse, most of the people that sign up for GetResponse using my link will sign up for the minimum plan. And with the minimum plan, I only make a little less than $5. Okay, so that might not seem like a huge commission. However, it's a recurring income. And when someone signs up for email marketing service, especially if they have a good service, they don't usually cancel unless they go out of business. There are a few people that cancel, but that hardly happens. All right, so for me, it was worth creating one for GetResponse because even though it was a little slower in the beginning, over time it builds. And like I said, $12,000 in 2015 and even more in subsequent years. Next question, third question is, um, if the commissions aren't significant, in what other non-financial ways will this benefit you? It's not all about money. It's about providing value to your audience. And the more value, just one example, if you provide more value to your audience, they're going to trust you more. Is it worth creating that resource center to get that trust? It very well might be. And in that case, sure, why not create that resource center? Another example is this. You know, I have my Become a Blogger University. You can find out more about it at becomeablogger.com slash university. Um, and there are certain products that um, the people in the, in the university have been asking about that are free products. And if they use that, it's not going to provide me any more income, but it's going to provide them with more value. And if it provides them with more value, they're going to be more likely to trust me. And that goes a long way. All right. And you're just helping people. I mean, that's that's a significant thing. So you want to consider these things, these things. How much are you going to make on each sale? Is it one time? Is it recurring? Um, are there other non-financial ways that you will benefit it? Benefit from creating a resource center for that particular product and service? And if so, um, you know, what I want you to do next is, you know, you have a list of all these products and services that you can create resource centers for. You consider these three questions and I want you to rank them from highest potential to lowest potential. Okay. This one is the most important. This one makes the most sense for me to create a resource center for. And then this one, and then this one, and then this one. I started with get response because 
I think it's a valuable service. I think email marketing is so crucial. So that was at the top of my list. And then I have some others that are on my list that I'm going to go to next. So I want you to rank it from highest to lowest potential. And then guess what? I want you to start at the top. All right. Okay, now let's talk about what you can create in these resource centers because this is also a very important thing um, because there's so much that you can create. Um, Once you've decided which resource center you're going to create, once again, I have some more. You see, these action items have so many questions because I want you to answer these questions so that you can take the right types of actions. Um, So the four questions that I want you to ask is, number one, what do they need to know in order to make the right decision about buying the product or service in question? Okay, what kinds of information do they need to know? Do they need to be able to compare that service to another service? Do they need to know what that service is? Do they need to see some of the features um, that the service has to know if it has the features that they are looking for. What do they need to know in order to make the decision? So this is even before they've bought. What do they need to know to get them to buy? Okay, so that's question number one. Number two, once they have purchased, so we go one step further, once they've purchased that product or service, what kind of help will they need in order to benefit from using it? Okay, so now I've signed up for, I've gotten them to sign up for GetResponse. What do they need to know? Do they need to know how to set up their email list? Do they need to know how to um, add a web form to their blog? Do they need to know how to send autoresponder messages and set that whole process up? What do they need to know? Okay, what kind of help will they need after they've purchased? Number three, what questions will they have at every stage of the game? You know, as they buy, as now that they've bought and now they want to grow their list, what questions will they have? And then what struggles will they encounter when using the product or service? You notice a lot of these questions are similar at the different stages because these are such important questions that I want you to answer. Once you've answered these questions, your job is to figure out what kind of content you can create to help them. What kind of content can you create to answer their questions or to provide guidance to help them overcome their struggles? What kind of content can you create? So I'm going to give you some suggestions now for some types of content that you can create. Um, some of them are, uh, are examples from what I've created, and then some are going to be some other examples. Um, well, I have one other example that I saw on the internet that I'm going to be creating in one of my later um, resource centers. So I want to share these with you. So number one, You can create comparison articles. How does the product that you're promoting, how does that compare to other products? Um, So, for example, one of the first things that I did when creating this resource center was I wrote a blog post um, on Aweber versus GetResponse, why I switched and why you should too. So in that article, I am comparing a number of features of Aweber with a number of features of GetResponse. All right, with the idea that some people are going to be looking at Aweber and get response and trying to make a decision. So a comparison article is a good thing. Now, you see so many comparison articles out there, Android versus iPhone or Samsung Galaxy S5 versus the Moto X and, uh, and, and so on and so forth because the people that are looking for that content are 
buyers. They are looking to purchase one and they want to know which one is better. And if you can be the person to provide them with information about how this service, how this product compares to another, that can help you to help them to make the right decision. And if they make the right decision and they use your affiliate link, there you go. Commission in your pocket. Smile on your face. (laughs) That should be like a slogan for something. Commission in your pocket. Smile on your face. Ah, beautiful stuff. Okay, so that's number one. You can create comparison articles. Number two, you can create comparison tables. Um, This is similar to a comparison article, but in this situation, what you're doing is you're not just comparing one service to another. You're taking one service and comparing it to multiple products and services. So um, what I did was I created an email marketing comparison chart. And of course, I'll link to all these things in the show notes for this episode, becomeablogger.com slash 211. And you can see how I've created these. But I created an email marketing comparison chart where I'm comparing GetResponse to AWeber to Infusionsoft to um, Constant Contact to MailChimp. Uh, I'm, I'm comparing all of these, looking at the different features, looking at the prices, looking at the benefits, looking at the things that one might be missing that the other one has. And that does actually very well. If you go to Google right now and you do multiple searches for like Aweber versus GetResponse, GetResponse versus MailChimp, Infusionsoft versus yada yada, um, surprisingly to me, one of the top ranking things is my comparison chart. It seems to me that Google actually loves comparison charts. And that makes me want to create more comparison charts and hopefully get similar rankings. Because now, since you know the, these posts have been indexed by Google and ranking highly, I'm getting sales on a regular basis from people that have just done a Google search and then they found my comparison chart and then they click over using my affiliate link and I make a commission. It's a beautiful thing. Comparison tables are powerful right now. Um, At least for me, I'm seeing that they are powerful. So I, I plan on making more. And if you're creating a resource center, why not create a comparison chart? Okay, um, number three, a third thing you can do, and this is the bulk of my resource center, is create tutorial videos. You want to show them exactly how to use the product, how to use the service. And I have multiple tutorial videos that I've created to show them how to, how to, to set up their email marketing campaigns, how to, how to create time-based autoresponders, how to create action-based autoresponders, and so on and so forth. I show them exactly how to do it. So I'm answering the questions that they have. Um, if you're on a, on a Mac, you can use a, a program like ScreenFlow or even Camtasia to do this. If you're on a PC, I recommend Camtasia. Um, and you can basically just walk them through the use of the product, how to do the different things that they're going to need to know how to do. Okay, so tutorial videos. Next one, number four, checklist. This is not something that I currently have in my um, resource center, but I can see myself doing this um, for this resource center and for other resource centers in the future because checklists are always useful to help people, for helping people to go through a process in a way that's very step-by-step. All right, so they know, okay, I need to do this first step and I can check it off. I need to do this second step and I can check it off. I need to do this third step, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Checklists are powerful. 
All right. So that is number four of ideas that you can create, um, ideas of things that you can create to add to your resource center. And lastly, infographics. This is something that I started doing recently for all of my blog posts um, that I, I think would be very beneficial for resource centers. Um, it can be a great way to, to guide someone through you know, the decision-making process. Yes, I have comparison charts, um, but I, f- I found an excellent example of an infographic that um, Chris Lemma, uh, he's a blogger that talks a lot about membership, site. he, membership sites, he created an infographic to help people make decisions as to which membership site plugin um, they should use. Um, and I'm going to link to that in this podcast episode in the show notes, um, so you can check that out in the show notes. Um, so infographics are another great thing that you can add to a resource center. So number one was comparison articles. Number two, comparison tables. Number three, um, tutorial videos. Number four, checklists. Number five, infographics. These are number uh, all of these are things that you can add to resource centers. Now, once you've created these resources, what do you do with them? This is what I would recommend for you to do. I want you to add them to your blog, of course. Uh, I want you to add it in a prominent way. Make it obvious that um, it's a resource center. Uh, Make it obvious that it's not just a review article. It's not just an individual piece of content, but it's all connected. So what I do is I have a link in my navigation menu to my Get Response Resource Center. If you go to my becomeablogger.com and you go to my free courses, one of the things is going to be a list building guide, and that takes you to my resource center that I'm building up, building up into even more than a resource center. And that's going to come in a later podcast once I've expanded on that. Um, but yeah, make it prominent that make it put it in a prominent place so that people can see that you do have this tremendous resource um, that's available for them. And once they get to one piece of content within that resource center, make it obvious that that is not an isolated piece of content. There are other resources that they can um, access that will help them um, with the product and service that they're using. Okay, so make it prominent. Once they're in one piece of content, make it very obvious that there are other pieces of content to go along with that to help them in the process that they are going through. Um, And you can, once again, see how I do it in my resource center. It's at becomeablogger.com slash getresponse hyphen resources. But of course, I'll be linking to that in the show notes for this episode. So, I have one question for you as I end this episode, and that is this. What are, what are your thoughts about this whole resource center concept? Because this is not something that, as I mentioned, I don't see people talking about this. Um, and maybe there are people talking about it, but I don't see them. So I want you to come back to this episode, becomeablogger.com slash 211. And answer that question. What are your thoughts related to resource centers? Um, and if I missed anything, I, you know, feel free to add. What are some things that you think would be great in a resource center that someone should add? Um, yeah, that's it. I hope you found value in this episode. And if you would like to be the first to know whenever a new episode goes live, I would invite you to subscribe to the show. And you can find out more about how to do that at becomeablogger.com slash podcast. 
Um, you can also find out how to leave a review because that's a that's an awesome way of supporting me and supporting the show. I'm helping to get more visibility in the iTunes podcast directory. And if you're trying to get a blog started where you can create content, inspire others, and even change the world while building an online business, head on over to my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can do the same. Freebloggingvideos.com. Check it out. That's it for this episode. Let's see someone from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. 888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8888-835-8